Good morning and welcome to our online service from Sarah and Sister Ashcroft Church and I'm Reverend Steve Ward, Supernumerary Minister in the Gloucestershire Circuit and today we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King. Our service opens with the hymn Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven. A wonderful hymn reminding us that our God is our King and our soul rejoices. So let us pray. Father God we thank you for all the gifts you bring us and for all the creation that you have made for us to live in. We bless you that you have brought us to knowing you through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Lord, we thank you for being with us, walking alongside us, for comforting us, for healing us, for keeping us. We can never show enough grat gratitude. We can never be grateful enough. We can just say, 
Thank you. And we can continue loving you with all that we are and all that we have and all that we will be. And to show that we are loving and caring of you. We try to be loving to those who are with us and those who are not necessarily our friends but in need of your love. We fall short and there is no doubt Lord that confession is good for the soul but it's hard to think on those things that we've done wrong and those things that we should have done and perhaps the things that we didn't do and then we did. So many things Lord because we are flawed as human beings but you know us, you know us in our very inner being, you know us as we are knitted together and we pray Lord for your forgiveness today. We ask you to be in our souls and your Holy Spirit to help us and encourage us to do better. So this morning we offer our sins to you and ask that you forgive them. Amen. For this feast of Christ the King, there are a number of readings that come into the lectionary. We'll hear two in a moment. Uh, the first from the prophet Ezekiel and the second from the Gospel of Matthew. And I invite you to listen and to hear the message of God's scripture to us and hold it in your heart. And the reading from the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to 16 and 20a. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. And the New Testament reading from Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 to 34. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. 
Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen. Our next hymn, as we come further into our worship on this Feast of Christ the King, is the Servant King.
the servant king. And as we offer him our worship today, we have listened to his word and we now listen to what might come from those words to help us more understand how a king can be a servant or a ruler. Let's pray. May the words of my lips and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, almighty God, our Father. Amen. Well, the Matthew passage that we heard is very familiar and actually um, it cut short before we got to that familiar separating out the sheep from the goats and hearing the stories of people giving uh, service and loving their neighbour as opposed to those who didn't. Um, and it tends to make us think about what have I done? Or what have I not done? How would Christ judge me? But today in this Feast of Christ the King, we're actually looking at Christ as a king, as a judge, as, well, as a ruler. So we need to look at these passages and think, how does a king rule? How does that make him a good ruler? And perhaps more importantly for us, what makes good citizens of a kingdom? Ezekiel, in his passage, tells the words of God and God, in that context, shows how a ruler really should behave. A God takes responsibility. There are so many references in that very short passage, more than 10 references to that sacred word that means I. That's the word that comes when God meets with Moses in the burning bush, when he says, just say that I am. And it comes repeatedly throughout that passage. I myself will search out for the, for the sheep, I will seek out my sheep, I will rescue them, I will feed them, I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the, the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. There is no place where God does not take that responsibility. And consequently, there's no blame here. There's no concept of God turning round and blaming his sheep, his subjects, his beloved for what they've done. The buck stops with God. So the ruler takes responsibility. And in Matthew, it comes down to the point where Christ is judging and God makes the tough calls. God knows what needs to be done. And in Matthew's passage, it's when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him. And there he is with the trust of God and sitting 
in that place of importance, a significant place where he can be seen to be in charge. But we all know, and I think we all know, that to rule is hard work. Christ's been given dominion over all of creation. For him to gather all the nations together, it's not impossible. But for him to judge, he needs to know and needs to apply what he knows about those he's judging. Problems are rarely solved by simple decisions. Take, for example, in the book of Kings where Solomon is given a dilemma about a child who is uh, an infant who is being argued over by two women who both want the child. And his decision has to come down to a hard choice, whether to give the child to one or to have the child killed. And the decision is made, but not in a simple way. The decision is made because the person who is being judged, the people who are being judged, react to the decision in one way and another. And he can make that decision easily, given that understanding of the people he's judging. Of course, we know this, the story is that the one, one woman who loves the child so much is prepared to give the, that child up rather than have the child divided in two and given half each to each other because, of course, that would res result in the child's death. So what makes a good king? Well, the buck stops with the king of kings, the ultimate judge. He needs to care for his subjects and to understand how they live. He needs to act accordingly and sometimes toughly for their own good. He also needs his citizens to accept his rule and trust in his judgment. Now we know that in our earthly existence we're never free from tyranny and oppressive regimes in the over the world it is very rare uh, that there is a time in history when there is not some form of tyranny or oppression so what makes a good citizen do we have to give up everything in order to get the judge's attention like the parable of the woman who kept knocking on the judge's door so that she could get justice for her and it would have inconvenienced her for years trying to get that judge to make that decision. What makes a good citizen for Christ is for him to know that we are a valued member of his kingdom. He's gathering us into his kingdom. He needs to have that assurance. And it's sometimes difficult for us as mere humans to understand how the rules affect us. And we're really too busy living our own lives, aren't we? So 
we want it to be simple, we want it to be easy, and actually we don't like it being inconvenient. In this pandemic we've discovered that actually some of the rules that are asked of us by those who rule us are inconvenient. But if it comes down to it, they appear to be essential. Can we make our own minds up? Surely we need to be aware that we're not doing this for our own gain. We're doing this mind thinking, changing, decision making for the good of everybody. Everybody who is a member of our society, our community. Christ is our example and our saviour. He engenders trust and he cares for us and loves us. If we feel inconvenience by what he's asking of us, I think we can trust that ultimately it's for our own well-being and for the well-being of all of us. Christ's kingdom is not a dictatorship. He knows each one of us. He knows each of us by name. He says so. He can call and ask anything of us. And we, because he said so, can ask anything of him. This is why we pray. This is why we ask him. Of him for our comfort, for the help, for others, for us to live in that love. We're only asked to live as if we are living in his kingdom. That's all he asks of us. We need to live as if we are already in that domain that he will come to declare in his glory. We need to live in love of him and love of everyone else. And that's the message of this passage of Ezekiel and the passage of Matthew that the sheep are being tended and when the sheep get out of line they need to come back into the fold to think about what the consequences are of what they're doing and who they are. Now I know you do, I expect, want to be a good citizen here on earth and it's something that St Paul said was a good thing to do and certainly something that Christ said was a good thing to do to follow the rules of the authorities because that is where we live but to follow them but with a foundation of that love that God through Christ brings us so I want to be a good citizen here on earth and I want to please my King, Jesus Christ. And I want that so that I can be worthy of the gift of eternal life that he has given me to live with him. Amen. And now we come into our time of prayer for others and for ourselves and as we pray we may be praying for those who we know family and friends who particularly need prayer at this time because of the 
nature of this online broadcast, we will not be naming anybody uh, who will be um, prayed for. But I'm sure that you will be able to add your prayers into these prayers and bring them to God as we pray together. So let us pray. Father God, we pray to you for the day that we have today and for the week that we have to come, that the things you bring for us and to us to do for you, that we will take them and own them. And that all of those tasks that you offer to us will be taken up and executed in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, for the church, for those who serve in the church, for those who are responsible for leading the churches, for those national leaders of churches who struggle with the day-to-day -day difficulties of working for an institution of religion in a world where religion is not considered to be part of the daily world that we live in. We pray, Lord, that we, along with the saints, may live as citizens of heaven, even as we are here. We pray that all people throughout the world may hear and believe the word of God, the good news of Jesus Christ and his coming to save us and to bring us eternal life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who fear the winter months. In a normal winter, it will be hard enough for those who feel the cold, those who are vulnerable, those who are suffering from underlying illnesses, to feel that the winter is a hard time. In these extraordinary times of the pandemic, Lord, those fears may be heightened. And we pray, Lord, that this will not be debilitating for them. And if you can, give them courage and encouragement of people to come and see them or whether it is for them to feel that there is somebody alongside them then please Lord lift their fear Lord in your mercy hear our prayer we pray for leaders of countries kings and political leaders that they will imitate the righteous rule that Christ has set as an example. That they will see that ruling in justice and mercy 
is the right way, the righteous way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a moment of quiet, Lord, we pray for family and friends, members of our congregation and wider fellowship, offering them to you as we know and as we feel that they have need of your love. Comfort them and protect them, heal them if it is your will. But above all, Lord, allow us to be part of their healing and to be with them if it is needed and that we can serve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who are close to death, or those who are grieving those loved ones that they've lost. It is a hard time at any time to lose a loved one. But in this time of difficulty, that separation can be especially hard. So we pray for all who grieve and for the souls of all who have left us. And we pray that we can join them and join with you in the eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, ascended to the throne of heaven, that he might rule over all things as Lord and King. Keep the church in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace, and bring the whole created order to worship at his feet, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And as we come together in our prayers, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us through Scripture. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So our final hymn today, 
as we conclude our online worship, remembering that we hold God in our hearts. We remember the risen Christ, who is our King, and we sing, all heaven declares the glory of the risen Lord. No one can compare to the glory of the risen Lord. Well, thank you for joining us on this online service at Sir and Sister Ashcroft. And we pray that perhaps we will meet again soon in person as our congregation is able to come back to our building. But we are not a building. We are a church of people who follow Christ, and he is our King. Bless you for joining us, and I pray that you will keep safe as we go into the week. So, may Christ, who has opened the kingdom of heaven, bring us to reign with him in glory. Amen. So let us bless the Lord in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May he be with us now and forevermore. Amen.